Wednesday night. It's November 23rd, 2022. Thanksgiving Eve 2022. Black Wednesday, Blackout Wednesday, whatever you want to call it. But we're not at the bars tonight. We are right here live on YouTube and Twitter. Ready to review AW Dynamite with y'all. Full gear recap. We're coming out, I guess, the fallout out of full gear. And not much has changed here on KOP as I'm still the predictions champion. <sighs> Shep, I'm disappointed in you. Somebody talking. <laughs> I, I, I got to give Paul the assist here. If it wasn't for his last second stipulation of MGF winning dirty or clean and five points on the line, I would not have won. Shep would be the new champ. So That is very true. That, that is very true. That, so. and, and, you know, Shep's probably mad at me for adding that stipulation because it cost him. But if you guys wouldn't have been so opposite of each other on how that match was going to end, I would never have added that stipulation. It's true. Although I was supposed to get five points if MJF won at all, and I didn't get any extra points. Well, I mean, he could have Tanner still. And like it, it was still a wipeout. So, um, bronze medal for Paul there. Um, but if I, I would have gone with my gut, I would have won. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. And I still wouldn't have been champ, so it doesn't matter. Uh, you got your shot at final battle here on December 10th. In yeah. A couple yeah. Weeks, so. yeah. Uh, but I will say I thought the pick of the night went to Shep. His Samoa Joe pick was really impressive because I thought it was going to go. If it wasn't going to go Hobbs, I thought Wardlow was going to retain. I did not see Joe coming out of full gear as a double champion. And that was a heck of a pull there. Well, I can give you my explanation now <laughs> because it's right. It happened. <laughs> the only reason I saw that is they got to build some of these ROH talents going into their final battle. And True. To, to bury Samoa Joe, maybe – one of the more recognized ROH talents right now, even though Jericho's the, the champion, he's not a an ROH recognized talent. So to have one of these recognized talents, whether it be Samojo, Danielson, Claudio, et cetera, et cetera, you got to give one of these guys a little bit of a boost going into it. So that's kind of what I based my pick on. And Matthew Barnaby. That's what it was. <laughs> you guys have no idea what I'm talking about. Let's watch the podcast. I just saw it on my phone. Matthew Barnaby met him this weekend. Anyway, in, in, NHL player, former NHL player. I'm sure somebody listening out there knows exactly who you're talking about. So. Yeah, they heard that name and they went, wow, blast from the past. Yeah. <laughs> All right, good. Uh, but what did you guys think of Full Gear before we get into tonight's Dynamite? I, I personally thought it was AEW's strongest pay-per-view of 2022. I really enjoyed it. I agree. I agree. Good. Good. <laughs> no, no. Hear me out, Paul. It was the main event. Okay. And I know we've talked about this before with MJF. Is he the heel or the face? The other night he was, it didn't matter. The crowd was rooting for him in, in Jersey. It didn't matter. Yeah, exactly. Okay. They darn near booed Mox. Some of them mm -hmm. did. Mox flipped the crowd off. Okay. I, I, which is fine. Mm -hmm. MGF, the heel way, to, heel way to win. I get it. So tonight, and I'm fast forwarding a little bit. Tonight, uh, Regal in the ring, just a badass heel, right? Mm -hmm. Mox gets... Pretty good pop. 
But who do we see? No MJF. So, is the crowd going to – who are they going to cheer for? If the, both those guys are in the ring, Regal and Mox, and then here comes MJF, well, Regal already got the FU chance, right? The boo. Exactly. Mox got a, a, a semi-good pop, like straight line. I'm going straight line here. What are you going to do with MJF? That, that place would have erupted, I feel like. Yep. You have a quagmire right now in the main event picture. Other than, other than that, take that out of there. It was a solid to above average pay-per-view. And you know the reason MGF was not on TV tonight, right? He's, out, fil- he's out filming that movie with, uh, yeah. with okay. Zac Efron. That gives me another... Another point. Mm-hmm. If you know he's Tony Khan knew this movie schedule, correct? Yeah, he had to have. He had to. Have. Yeah. How do you put one of the bigger title changes in your company? You you make the switch, which we all I think the three of us can agree it was it was a good switch. Okay. Yes, it was time. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But how do you make the switch knowing that the following Wednesday, coming off of one of the better pay-per-views you've had, you can't have the guy on television? I was pretty surprised you went on tonight, to be honest. Now, I know. Selfishly, you get to see him next week. Yeah, that's going to be great because he's getting a huge pop next week. And Okay. Yeah. That, that, that's just us being selfish. Yes, though. yes, it is. <laughs> but but as, a, as, a, as a viewer that is in California. Yeah. Well, Guy that can't, uh, a woman or a guy that can't go to the show. Yep. Like we can. Yep. Yeah. No, you're a little ticked off. I mean, this is the Thanksgiving yeah. Eve tradition, one of the bigger shows of the year. They build it up, and yeah, your new champ's not on TV, and it's it is interesting. So, so what I'm understanding, Shep, is you kind of think they made a mistake by not pulling the trigger and making MJF a babyface. Yeah. That's why I think he should have went over clean. Yeah, you know, if he would have gone over clean, him not being there tonight, that wouldn't have been a big deal. Yeah, you could have Mox come out and cut a promo how pissed off he is, and and yada yada yada, because Mox can do that. Although, was it me or did Mox have the face during that match? um, At at, at, you know, in in the main event there against MJF, did he have the? Pissy, I gotta put this guy over face. I thought he I thought he looked a little slug. Yeah. Yeah, a little I mean it was a good match, but he, yeah, he looked a little I don't want to say out of it, but not the well, typical mox, I guess. His post match reaction wasn't a typical mox either. So now and and then that'll get us into Obviously, the opening segment of the show, but right. Yeah. I, yep. I don't know. I I love Mox. I love MJF. I love Regal. Those three guys are so talented. I I, I just feel like they could be you. It could be twisted a little. I don't know. Yeah, we're missing something, guys. 
So, and I know we'll, we'll get into the show here momentarily, but so we know MJF's first challenger is going to be Ricky Starks. That's a spoiler for anybody who didn't watch it and is going to find out listening to this podcast a little bit. It's Ricky Starks that winter is coming. MJF's going to, let's be honest, he's going to successfully retain that title that night. So fast forward yeah. to early March. It's at the Chase Center. We found out Revolution is going to be in San Francisco, which is cool. Who do you think MGF faces at Revolution? So who's who's the next face he's got to challenge? I got my opinion, but I want to hear your two. Cody, no, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> um, I don't think it'll be Wardlow yet. No. And, and it kind of goes back to what I said last week with my pick reasoning for picking MJF. Um, that'll happen. All out. We'll see Wardlow beat MJF for the title. I'm not saying that's not a prediction. Don't, don't hold me like to that. Don't to hold me. me to that because it. Uh, no, no, because it'll probably change between now and All Out. Um, but I, man, I don't know. Ship. Um. I think it'll be Danielson. Exactly who I thought. Exactly who I thought. I I feel like he's going to weasel his way in here somehow. I do too. I mean, he was out there tonight. Um, Yeah, and and we'll get to that segment in a minute, but I don't know. I felt like I got a little bit of a a weasel dancing tonight, which we've seen in the past. Uh huh. I have thoughts when we get to that segment, so. But yeah, I think that's, that's it would be. That's why I think so too. So, and speaking of Danielson, I will say the fatal four way for an ROH championship was my match dealer of the night the other night. Yeah, because because I knew the elite in the Death Triangle was gonna was gonna bang. I knew that match was gonna be awesome, but I did not expect the four way to be as good as it was. No, because four ways suck. Yeah, and I thought all those guys, even Sammy Guevara, I thought they all brought it. And it, it was, was really good. good. It wasn't my match of the night. I think you guys will be shocked with my match of the night, but it wasn't mine. And I, I do want to say, I, I know I predicted it, but I, I do think Hater and Storm lived up to my prediction of top three AW women's match. I think they stole the oh, show. Yeah. That's my match. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, yeah, that that's mine awesome. too. I think they stole the show. Yeah, they, yeah. And Tony got a broken nose. She's got two black eyes going right now. So, look forward to that rematch eventually. It's gonna be fun. So, all right, let's get into nice dynamite, which we've kind of been alluding to. It opened up with John Moxley confronting Sir William Regal. Uh, crowd gave Regal some nice chance to start the uh, night off, a little fu chance, and TBS uh, didn't block it. Some um, explicit, not explicit material. Yeah, he uh, he said he was going to address the fans, but MGF will not be appearing tonight. Um, he will address fans next week. He said he's sure everyone's wondering about the relationship he has with MJF and reveals he sent him an email several weeks ago. Moxley's music hit was surprised me. I thought he might just go ahead and take his vacation, but he headed to the ring. He stared down Regal, looked to hit him, but Danielson ran down, asserted himself between the two to stop him from doing anything. Danielson got the mic, says he doesn't know why Regal did what he did, but they've all done bad things. Says Regal has a bad neck and uh, two bleeds on his brain. Begs Mox not to hurt him. Danielson then slapped Mox, 
says he doesn't care fans boo. He tells Moxley his father shared the same struggles of addiction as Moxley, and Regal was there to teach him when nobody else was. He tells Moxley to block out the fans, says Regal helped him understand his father's struggles, tells him to imagine someone teaching his daughter how to love him despite his struggles, and says he loves Regal. Uh, Mox contemplates what to do next. Uh, grabs the ring rope, stares down Regal once more, tells him he wants only one thing from Regal, and that's for Regal to run far away and never come back. He tells him to walk and tells him not to stop. Regal then um, approves, walks away. So we see Danielson and Mox in the ring together. So interesting, interesting way to start the show. Yeah. Um, I knew this was how it was going to start when they said that Regal was going to talk tonight. I knew you had to kick off the show hot with Regal, uh, kind of test how your fans were going to go. Um, I think we're starting, and I, I've kind of alluded at it a couple different times, but I think we're going to see a slow heel turn from Danielson. That kind of became more apparent tonight. Nobody else from the Blackpool Combat Club came out to save Regal. Um. You know, all of them have traveled with Regal, done things with Regal. He's helped train all of them. He's continuing to help train Yuta now. But nobody else came out to say, whoa, 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 think of all he's done for you, except Danielson. I think we're going to get a slow heel turn from Danielson. Well, and that's the thing I think they got to explain here in the next coming weeks is what happens with Regal and the BCC's relationship. I think we see Claudio... Go away, go after Jericho. Yep, that's gonna be final battle, I think. But to be, yeah, we saw it at the end of the show tonight, but yeah, so then I think you're gonna have a feud of Daniels and the Mox. Um, and then there's gonna be floating a little Wheeler Yuta, floating away. <laughs> yeah, they need to do something with him. He was hot for a while, and he's kind of ever yeah. since he lost that pure championship to Garcia, he's kind of. Off in the distance. Which, which we happen. haven't done anything with Daniel Garcia either. No, they haven't. Wait, which, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, not to get off topic because I'm good at that. Um, <laughs> no, not you. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we see Mox off TV for a week or two. I really do. Um, and then we set something up with Danielson and him going for the next, you know. 30, 60 days, but we might see Mox off TV longer if he really takes his vacation. Yeah. I mean, it was was six weeks originally scheduled, right? Right. So yeah, I put him out till January. I I, I was, uh, man, I was so confused. So I'm so confused. Here's the thing. (laughs) If if we had MGF tonight coming out first, I think we had a hell of a pop. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Regal comes, he gets tons of heat. Mm-hmm. Moxley comes out, gets a good pop. Okay. So you got the champion who's supposed to be a heel getting babyface's pops. His new manager is just getting tons of heat. And then the supposed challenger is getting good, good pops. Like, I, yeah. It, it's 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 it doesn't matter. It doesn't work. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. work. No. Or or maybe uh, again the this we know it was the scheduling conflict with the shooting of the film. 
but is this a way to let a week set in about what's happened to see how the fans truly react to MJF? Because they could have pre-taped something and said, you know, we did a backstage interview with MJF earlier today, and this is what he had to say. You could have done something like that, but to keep him off completely, maybe it is just a way to kind of let it settle for a week and see how fans truly react to him before you decide what you're doing with him going forward. Well, wait a minute. What we're doing with him, we've made a commitment here. Well, okay. You took the belt off of Mox. You're not going to put it on. You're not going to put it on him for a couple of weeks. No, I don't mean. I don't mean that. But I mean as to face heel tweener situation oh i i think i think they made up their mind with the way you know and tony khan was talking busted open today how mgf showed his true colors at the end of full gear cares about nobody but himself so they made their mind up what direction the character's going i don't think the fans give a crap he's gonna get a huge pop next week in Indianapolis. i think he's gonna get pops as the next months continue unless he does something so heelish that the fans can't forgive him that's where they've kind of backed themselves in the corner now so are you cheering him when he comes out next week? You better believe I am. Yes. I loved what he did in the post-scrum. I thought it was fantastic. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. It's good. It's good. It's I mean, really good. I, I'll do I that after this. On Twitter, somebody on Twitter said that uh, the crowd leaving New York last week was chanting MJF, and a little boy started crying outside because he was so upset, and the guy goes, wrestling is back. When we got... You know that kind of kids getting emotional over over the over the heels and everything like that. So that's pretty good. So yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting reactions. But I, I think he'll get a big pop next week because oh, because yeah. it's it's the first week we've seen him as champ. So. Well, here's here's an also thing is they only come to Indianapolis once a year. Right. Exactly. Right. They don't go to Fort Wayne. They don't go to South Bend. They don't go nope. to Evansville. Will be the other other town. Um, so, yep. I think Lafayette. Lafayette used to get a a, a spot show every once in a while for once in a while, yeah. WWE or whatever. But anyways, um, the only show you're going to get in Indianapolis, so intimate arena. I'm not mm-hmm. saying it's small. Yep. I'm just saying it's intimate. Yes. It is very intimate. I, <laughs> we can both vouch for that. It's a very nice arena. Yep. It is. It, it, it's a great venue, actually. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, th- I think the crowd will be popped for him to uh, for Indianapolis to get a, a a vignette or a promo. We're obviously not going to see him work, right? But we're going to see him talk. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, last year he wasn't on the show at all. So, okay, so he comes out next next week. He comes out with Regal. We're going to cheer for him, but if you go by what happened tonight. How do you going to get cheers and booze, booze and cheers? I, I think you keep Rico off TV for a little while. I think you literally have him do what Mox said and run well, away for a while. I think he's going to reveal the email from whatever next week. So I think you're going to have him come out first, talk about said email, and then MJF hits. So if you talk about said email, how this how are this email is going to be worded, should get booze because they're the heels, and then his music's gonna hit, and the place is gonna go nuts. Yeah, I don't know. I, th- I think they start That's with. The M- I think the MJF music hits right away for the intro. Well, 
but I could be wrong. And maybe the Regal will be on TV, but the way they had him exit tonight, I think he stays off TV for a little while. And then it could also be Tony Khan fashion that between now and next week, we go straight Hillary Clinton and the email. <laughs> the email has been deleted. We, we're good for a good one political bomb drop from Shep every week lately. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, like they could realize, like, oh, yeah, this isn't working. Yeah, yeah. And then all this of a sudden, is... like, ooh, it got deleted. Oops. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, good. Well, we will see. We will see. Yeah. After after tonight's opening segment, we went backstage. Renee Paquette was with Keith Lee, who we saw Keith Lee, Swerve Strickland, split uh, in their title match against the Acclaim the other night at Full Gear. Uh, she asked Keith where he stood with Sir Swerve Strickland. I cannot read. Uh, Swerve walked in and d- dismisses Renee. He tells Lee to choose his words wisely. Both men take off their jackets, but Swerve covers up the camera and says they need to talk. I'm all for this feud. I think... These guys can make some magic here. Let's talk. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I think they could have a good feud. I think it could be drawn out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Right. Don't rush it to winter is coming. Correct. Right. Um, Keith Lee is so darn athletic. Oh, I my think gosh. He, I think they yeah. overpush that in his matches. I mean, let's face it, he's a 350-pound man. Mm-hmm. Maybe bigger, I don't know. Swerve can fly with the likes of uh, Penta and Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Okay? As long as they don't over-push the uh, athletic ability of um, Keith, I think it could be good. But I think sometimes they want to make him look like a hundred or two hundred pound man when he's not. Three forty, by the way. Three forty. Okay. You were I close. Think he needs, if if they're gonna have a match, he needs to use his three hundred and forty pound frame and and wear him down. Yeah. Yeah. Be a monster. Yeah. Give me a high spot. Yeah. If he wants to do his his flip over the top, that's great. Mm-hmm. Okay. But act like Beat it's him down. Man. Yeah. So, yeah, two athletic guys. Maybe some of the most athletic guys on their roster, and that's saying a lot with this this roster. I learned something about those two last week that I didn't know uh, in the build-up to full gear. I didn't know they tagged together on the indies before yes. they were with the W. I had no idea. I think yeah. it was even before they were both in Involve. Yeah, I, I, I involved. Which makes sense with their, their in-ring, in-ring chemistry, but yeah. I had no idea on that. So... Up next, I got to be honest, this was a match I kind of fast-forward till the end. Uh, the All-Atlantic Championship, Orange Cassidy defending against Jake Hager. Uh, Paul tells me it was a pretty good match. I just saw the ending. So, Paul, why don't you give a recap here? Go ahead, Paul. <laughs> Knock yourself out. Uh, well, I, I said it was a pretty good match. I didn't say I had anything on it. Um, it was a lot of storytelling. More What? What, Shep? All this match was about that damn purple hat. Yeah, I was exactly. Say, it was storytelling around the hat. Uh, you know, starts out. <laughs> Jake takes the sunglasses, puts them on. So the rest of the entire match, um, uh, Cassidy's trying to take the hat from Jake. Uh, they even reference at one point the hat gets knocked off of Jake's head, and uh, 
commentary even mentions, you know, well, since the hat came off, it's all been Cassidy. Maybe the hat helps him win. And then, of course, he lost with the hat on. So, yeah. But uh, th- there were some good spots. A um, couple slip ups on Cassidy's part, but that that's for a- another reason. My my brain's in a different mode here lately. So. Well, at the end of the match, like you're saying with the hat, Hager uh, locked in the ankle lock, but Cassidy grabbed his purple hat, and Hager released the hold. Cassidy then hit the orange punch, but Hager didn't go down, but he rolled up Hager for the one, two, three. Um, After the match, best friends Rocky Romero and Orange Cassidy looked to hug, but the factory, Shep's favorite, everybody's favorite, the factory, QT Marshall came out. Says that since Orange Cassidy has no problem giving out all land title matches, but then he was trying to continue and his mic cut off. And you could tell like three times he was trying to hit it and his mic cut off. Then the lights go black. And I'm thinking, all right, Evil Danielson's got to come out. Or Danhausen, not Danielson. Danhausen's got to come out. And we even got some. You put, if you put Danhausen and Danielson as a tag team, whoa, that's entertainment. Some- There's some entertainment. Evil Dan- and Evil Danielson. Yeah. Evil Danhausen. That's some thought, fancy booking, Tanner. I, it is. Give me the pencil right now, Tony. Uh, I thought he was coming out. We got some red lining, but instead Julia Hart appears on the ramp, and then the lights come on, and Brody Keen, Malachi Black, and Buddy Matthews lay waste to the best friends of Rocky Romero, and then lay waste to the factory. And then Malachi says, members of the House of Black stand up. And they wreaked havoc over anybody and everybody. That's what I want to see out of my house of black. Yes. And uh, some, some indie guys showed up that got attacked there. Attack. I would say pummeled, <laughs> but no, I, a great way to bring those guys back. Yeah, it was. Um, I think they got a pretty good pop. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I think a lot of people were excited to see him back. I thought, I thought having Julia on the stage was great. Made her look awesome. And then I would say those guys pop up in the ring. So, um, yeah, I, I, I say that we're going to get into this. Man, I, how do you throw them right into the trios thing right now? I know we got a, we got a couple weeks. After tonight, I'm ready for – I don't know if I can take seven weeks of this, guys. <laughs> no, yeah. I, got, I got a lot of thoughts when we get there on yeah, that. But. but anyways, glad to have those guys back. I think they're super talented. The way yeah, all they, three of them. The way they brought them back tonight makes them look like just absolute monsters. Well, well my God, Brody King's clothesline on Nick Camarado. Oh my God, he laid that in. Well, yeah. Nick Camarado. It's Nick yeah, Camarado. I know. You, you got you got to take a big swing to get the big guy down too. So. And and, and uh, I think I dislike the firm better more than I like. The factory, but they're pretty close. Pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> factory keeps growing too. Got Cole yeah. Carter and Lee Johnson and Camarado and Solo and Marshall. Dude, and again, I think I've said this before. The only thing Aaron Solo is famous for is because he dated Bailey. Yep. Keyword dated. Yep. Yeah. She dumped him. Yep. And, and he was on Sammy's vlog. Oh, and he went from Aaron Solo with a W to Aaron Solo with no W. Hey, I don't know if you guys saw us. Guevara's done with the vlog for a while. This week was last week. He says he's taking a big break for a while. And I'm okay. Good. Yep. Yep. Needs, yeah. needs a break. Needs a break, especially because uh, Marco came back on the vlog. So I was like, oh, I'm out. 
Um, Told you he'd be back. Uh, yeah. Can't stand him. Anyway, oh, oh, not to interrupt. The only good thing is that vlog makes Sammy just a wonderful heel. Oh, it does. Yes. It makes does. everybody dislike him. Yep. But we need to see that translated onto television as well. Right. right. And where was he tonight? Nowhere. After a really impressive performance on, on Saturday. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, House Black back. Like like you guys said, I'm really happy to see him back. And they were backstage at Full Gear the other night meeting with Tony, so probably pitching what they wanted to do to come back with creative mm-hmm. and everything. So hopefully more of a direction that Malachi wanted to see it go to begin with. So, And if they show up and do what they did this week, every week, that's exactly where it's going to go. Yeah. Good stuff. We then got the AW World Championship Eliminator Tournament Finals between Ricky Starks and Ethan Page. Since we last spoke on last week's podcast, Ricky Starks did defeat Lance Archer and then Brian Cage on the pre-show of Full Gear. Um, this was a pretty good one. Starks is heavily taped up after going through those battles with those two brutes. Um, Stokely Hathaway got kicked out during the match. I knew that would make Shep happy. Um but at the end of the match, I think we all knew who was going to win this. I think we all knew Ricky Starks was going to come out on top. But Ethan Page was set up for the Eagles' edge, but Starks escaped it. Uh, Ethan Ethan did hit a pair of roundhouse kicks, but Starks managed to hit three spears for the win. So it doesn't make Page look weak. He had to take three spears to lose. So Ricky Starks is the number one contender and will face MGF December 14th at Winter is Coming. And one, we, we had already picked Starks due to, you know, locations. Right. Um, but it, December 10th, if you're in Indiana, just so you're aware, uh, you can either go to an FWF show or you can go to Napanee and hang out with All Ego Ethan Page. I saw that. I saw from that one to four. Vlog. Yeah. The other day, he's doing a signing so, in Napanee. Yeah. Yeah. In Napanee. Cool. Napanee. Napanee. Yeah. Of all places, Napanee. There's a, there's a toy store there that he's got to yep. do a signing at. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I was news to me because I knew he, Dan Housen, Brody King were going to be in Indy on Tuesday, this upcoming Tuesday. That didn't surprise me because he does that at a lot of the bigger cities the night before. But yeah, when he said December 10th, Napanee, I had to literally like rewind it. Wait, did you say Napanee? Amish country? All right. Yep. Cool. Hey. Yep. No comments. Yeah, yeah. Shameless yeah, plug. Yeah. Go meet Ollie, uh, go Ethan Page, and then come see me in Warsaw. There you go. There you go. There you go. We then had the video package of Wardlow, who warns Samoa Joe that he's coming for him in the TNT Championship. So, yeah. We'll see. They need to heat up Wardlow again pretty big time. Uh, before you go any further, I, I'm going to ask this because I, I want to get thoughts. Are we going to see Samoa Joe Wardlow at uh, Final Battle? Yeah. Yep. For which title? Both. Both. All yeah. right. It'll 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 be it'll be both titles on the line. Should have been both titles the other day, anyways. I don't like. Well, that I agree with Tanner to a point, but having it as a three ways a little bit different. Now you're going to have both guys, you know, just one-on-one. So it'll be winner-take-all at, uh, at Ring of Honor. And, and, and I, could, I, could see, I, could, I could see if they want to get Warload back, pushing where he should be, yeah, beating, beating Samoa Joe on an ROH turf, right? We're going to go back ROH turf. 
It's home turf. Yeah. Except if they're going to only do one title, I hope it's for the television title for ROH because I don't want to go back and forth with the TNT title again. They did so much early in 2022. It, it lost a lot of the value for me. Yeah. With the yeah, whole Sammy, Cody, Scorpio Sky, which I read an interesting report on Scorpio Sky. He's been injured for a while with a knee. I guess he's been eligible to return for a while. They just have no creative for him. Hmm. Give him time. Well, they got the Dan Lambert thing. Thank God. Yeah, it's true. It's true. So they they have no creative for a lot of guys right now. It seems like a little well, they have a roster. They have, so. deep, they have. I want to say deep roster because that's they have a lot of people on their roster. Yes, they do. That's why they need a TV contract for ROH, and it seems like from the uh, full gear pre media call. Tony's struggling a little bit to get that. Because so. he said was, he could put it on YouTube, but he doesn't want to. Yeah. I, I keep hoping that we hear something first of the year. I mean, by the end of the first quarter of 23. We can put anything we want on YouTube. Right, right. I mean, heck, we're on YouTube. Yeah, I was going to say they allow us on YouTube. Exactly. Until yeah. Shep gets us kicked off. I've been. <laughs> hey, election week, he did not make any political jokes. True, so, therefore, true. we're good. No, we're all good. We're all good. We don't say anything that gets demonetized, which we're not hey, even in the monetized. We're not monetized. Yet, so, yeah. not yet. Getting closer. Getting you can help closer. us by subscribing. <laughs> uh, uh, my uh, Rodchester Glass Yeti. <laughs> It mailed in a ballot. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right, we're done. Oh. Well, back from the break, we saw a video that surfaced on social media the other day of Jay Cargill confronting Bow Wow at a concert in Miami. So they've been going back and forth on uh, Twitter and social media for a while now. So just trying to get some, I guess, more mainstream attention to AEW. I don't know. But Bow Wow, that, that's Will Smith's kid, right? No. No, that's not, I thought that was ba- little Bow Wow. No. no. All right. That shows you how much I know about that kind of. Uh, look like Bow Mike. Wow. Yeah, like Mike. Who? Mike Jordan? Yes. <laughs> the movie, like Mike. It was a Disney movie. It was years ago. Was it Disney? I don't even know. Uh, maybe it was, it was Nickelodeon. Ago, I don't know. It was, it was like one of those two. 2000s. You guys are talking French right now. Yeah, yeah. You ever seen any Medea films? Bless you. What? What? <laughs> you sneeze? Tyler Perry, Medea. No. I'm guessing not. Oh, right. okay. Okay. Medea. I thought I said Dia. Madea. I'm like, what are you talking about? Medea. All right. All right. All right. I thought about Bow Wow. Formerly Lil Bow Wow. Yeah. He grew up and dropped the Lil. Ah. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm looking him up right now. Yeah, don't get him confused with Lil Romeo, whose father, Master P, was in WCW for a while. No, no, no. Hey, I know my freaking Master P. I was a, I love my little one rap back in the high school days. Were, were you a soldier when say, you was in WCW? Uh, I had a couple chains. You know what I mean? Hey, he played for the Fort Wayne Fury. Remember that when he went back to play back? Arena League? Yeah, Master P just balled it up in Fort Wayne. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, you're good. We also five years old. Yeah. Okay, so that's not Will Smith. (laughs) (laughs) He's some relation somehow to Snoop, I think. Uh, Snoop, uh, they said uh, he was discovered by Snoop in the late 1990s. 
Uh oh. Which is where the so bow wow came from. He's discovered by Snoop. Mercedes is cousins with Snoop. Mercedes is all elite. Right there. It is. Boom. There's Boom. your connection. Boom. Connection right there. Drop it. Going viral right here. Mercedes takes the TBS title off of her. Get a hold of our SRS, Paul, right here. We just we just yeah. figured something out. I mean, that could work, guys. It really that, that could seriously be where they're going with this. Thanks, Tanner. You're welcome. But if it happens, remember, you heard it on KOP first. <laughs> Tell Tony Khan to listen to the Kicking Out podcast. Speaking of Jade, we're not done with Jade tonight. Her and the baddies are Nate Paquette talking it up, talking about the confrontation with Bow Wow. Cargo says she has no comment. Actually, Mark Sterling says she has no comment on it. Um, but they're going to celebrate next week in Indy about her type TBS title victory. But uh, Mark Sterling tells Kiera Hogan he needs a moment of her time and affirms her she is no longer part of the baddies that she didn't up, hold up her end of the deal and help Jade out. <sighs> that was odd. She didn't even sign the paper. They handed it to her. She had the pen, and she never wrote anything. It was really weird. Yeah. yeah. Her hand didn't even move. Like it was, And it was Sterling really took it right back like she had signed it. Yeah, yeah, it was really bad. So... But, hey, I guess next week we know we're going to get a trios tag match, MJF and Jade Cargo. We know that much yet. The rest, Mark we have to wait for Dynamite. So. Yeah, Mark Stillings. Rampage. Above. Rampage, thank you. What's his freak from the firm, so. <laughs> Stokely. Oh, that's his name? Yeah. Yep. Stokely and Stokely. Yeah, might as well go together. Yeah, I just called a Rampage Dynamite. I'm pulling a JR. He's done it three weeks in a row. I've seen it three weeks in a row on Rampage. Welcome to AEW Dynamite. Like, oh, wait, that happened on Wednesday. We're on Rampage. It's like, come on, JR. Get it's other. probably becoming a, a running joke probably now is. with JR. It, pro- it probably is. It probably is. Who we'll mask? <laughs> Take Speak- off the mask. Speaking of the trios, we got uh, match two of a best of seven series between the Death Triangle and the Elite. The Elite came out to uh, Wayward Son by Kansas, which it sounds like they're going to do every time there's a trios match. They won't if it's just a regular tag or individual, which pretty cool. I still wonder how much money they had to show out for that licensing. But right. Uh, sounds like it came down to the 11th hour, too. They didn't know until last week that they had it. For uh, sure, so. Yeah, based off of BTE, yes. Yes. Yes, and Tony Khan's comments today on Busted Open. So. Yeah. Uh, but uh, fun match. I mean, say what you want, you know, and I, I understand Chef's point. Seven matches, how can we stand seven matches? Because let's be honest, guys, this has got to go seven matches. Because that seventh match is in the forum in L.A., at the forum in our L.A., right in the uh, Cucamunda Boys' backyard. So, so Tanner's saying the elite's going to come out victorious. That's absolutely what Tanner said. But I thought the first two minutes of this match should have been a win by the elite. The way that the way it happened, and they attacked Phoenix, they should have buried him real quick. Got a win, done. Like I, I could have got behind that. I, I like they came in and just popped him. Get a quick win. Let's get the heck out of here. Right? That would be great. Again, I have we, thoughts on Phoenix that I'm going to keep to myself. Again, we get a quick, we get the typical. Everybody got to get their stuff in match, and, and, and again, it's entertaining. If you're there live, everybody's cheering. This is awesome, great. I get it, but I Except feel like, tonight. But I feel like, but we're gonna get, we're gonna get five more of these, Paul. Yeah. No, I know. I know. <laughs> 
Well, so, I think I think what they need to do is tell a different story with each match. So yes. again, Barry Phoenix in two minutes tonight. Come in, pop him, catch him off guard, done. One yeah. one situation. Yeah. yeah. I was I was surprised that that triangle took a two zero lead. My fiance, who was even watching, she watched seems to watch when the elite have a match, and then she tunes out everything else. But she, she, I was explaining her about the best of seven. She goes, "Oh, so the elite's got to win tonight, tied up one to one, right?" I go, "Yeah, I think so." It didn't happen. Uh, yeah, it's Chicago. They were already hated. As the By title of, of the this crowd, episode the is, crowd. they were in enemy territory tonight. It would have been perfect to have them win. That's your final big F you to Phil Brooks. Um, but we didn't see that. They played right into it, though. I mean, they, went they did. Kenny doing the GTS, GTS. motion. The F you CM Punk's chance that, 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 that Nick Jackson was telling to come on. Matt Jackson goes for the buckshot, sits down. That popped me, though. I thought that was pretty creative, but I'm like, this is getting interesting. This, I mean, they're throwing a lot of shots. Um, yeah. Well, uh, I don't know. They, they, they started the match so good. I'm like, they're gonna squash him. Yeah, be done. Man. Instead, hey. we see Pinta use the hammer when it looked like Matt Jackson was gonna use the hammer. Then Phoenix was mad at Pinta for using the hammer. So, so, so when it comes down to match seven, okay. So it's 3-3, right? We're going to have a no DQ ring bell match. God, I hope not. I hope not. I just feel like, I mean, eventually that's it's gonna It's got to end gory. And, and so my question to you guys is next week, do we see Death Triangle go up 3-0, or does the Elite finally get in the win column, make it 2-1? No, this one's 3-0. I yeah. think so, too. Yeah. We're going to see 3-0, and then the Elite kind of, man, can we even do this? Uh, right. You know, and then we get the first right. victory. All right, we can do this. The second victory, yeah. Third victory, this is ours. And then fourth, it's just going to be all hell breaks loose. And if they're advertising it, you know it's got to go seven. Yeah. yeah, it's got to. Yeah, it's got to go seven, especially in the forum. They're trying to sell tickets. Well, and, and really, and I, I know I'm I'm glad that we get a CX. We're going to be there live in Indianapolis next week. But really, besides the indie show, all the rest are pretty big events. I mean, winter's yeah. coming. Um, New Year's Slam, um, the first of the year show, and then uh, the forum. New Year's Bash. Yeah, yeah. New Year's Bash. Thank you. New Year's Bash is this. All of them are big events, really, except the Indianapolis show. So. Um, well, no, it's a big event. Yeah, it's we're the there. only show in Indiana in the it year is. of 2022. No, it said that on the screen. We're there. We are there. We are there. You're right. They know that. It's uh, I, I what I want to see is okay if if the leader gonna win some matches. I want to see one match where like they take out one of the members, Kenny, maybe. So then the Bucks have to go two on three, like overcome some obstacles. That's that's how I could get behind this best of seven, like. Well, we'll see. Coming out of it, though, we need again. I'm I'm going back to my original original statement of the opener. We need out, out out of this segment. We need to figure out who the face and the heels are. Yeah, because Death Triangle could be heels, and we're heels at one point. But people love Pinta and Phoenix, right? right? People they love them, and, and 
and why not? What's not to love about them? But then you have um, the Bucks and Omega coming out to this new song. Everybody's pumped that they're back. But yeah, they used a couple dirty moves tonight. You know, the, the kick between the legs, and then they they had the, the the bell. And so again, who's the face? Who's the heel? I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm well, maybe I'm maybe I'm old school enough where, and I'm old. That's no old joke by you two. But maybe I'm old school enough where I need to, I need to have that. Yeah. Well, and, and here's the thing. I think that, in my opinion, the elite are the heels. Or, or uh, excuse me. That yeah. triangle. The, that triangle are the heels. There we go. My brain okay. like died for a second. Because you've got um, Phoenix, who doesn't want to be a heel, but the other two want to be heels. They're doing the heelish stuff. Pac's always done the heel stuff. Pac's never been anything. Even when they tried to make him a face, he was a heel. So we're, we're trying to establish them as a heel. But in my opinion, Phoenix is the fans. The fans don't want to see them as true heels. They're never going to hate them like you should hate a true heel. And that's where Phoenix comes in. So we're either going to see the death triangle dissolve or eventually throughout this series, Phoenix is going to say, screw it and flip heel. I, I can say it's probably time for them to split. Yeah, I'd be cool if, if the okay Lucha Brothers got a little single run for a little while, and then you can always put them back together. Well, even even get a, even getting packed away from them, yeah. uh, you could throw the Lucha Brothers in to the tag team hunt right. just, just to give another credible team in there. Right. Um, because, I mean, we like the acclaim, but – there's a team that we haven't seen in a long time. But top flight. Yes, top flight out. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, I'm just saying, like, you you could you could throw those guys in the tag team hunt. Yep. They they could they could elevate other tag teams, could, yep. could really do good work. True. True. It'll be interesting to see where it goes. So I, I, at the end of the day, I think it's Tony, Tony's way of getting the trios titles back on the elite, but not doing it so soon after they return to make a lot of the fan base mad. It's going to be dragged on for a bit. So, and Tony's thought process on some things is a little different. Oh yeah. So although yeah. I did like the the little video that they shot, you know, uh, to whoever's in charge because we're not in charge from Kenny. Even though they are all EVPs again, so. yeah, yeah, it's just kind of a look. We're we're not in charge. Leave us alone. You couldn't really strip them from the EV. No, EVP. no, that that's going to take a whole another process. It's not just TK going in and saying, "Look, you guys are done." You know, once the investigation happened, like, and and at first, at first. I'm thinking, all right, I, I can see where Punk's coming from. But once the investigation panned out, we all know. Yeah. So you, you can't blame Omega. You can't blame uh, the Buck at all. And I, 
and I know we've talked about this in nauseum, but I was trying to explain it to my fiance tonight. She still doesn't understand what this whole punk and bucks thing. So I was trying to explain to it. So I well, showed her some she, of the. She said yes to you. So I know, right? I mean, it's something. <laughs> yeah. Definitely blonde there. Um, oh, wow. You're not supposed to agree with us, Tanner. She, she doesn't watch this or listen. So it's all right. We're all good. Um, She's watching right now, and you're in deep trouble. I'll take my chances. <laughs> but so I was watching some of the press conference back with her again, the media scrum, and it's all goes back to Hangman. Yeah, like he had a problem with Hangman. What, like, and you know, I've I went back and watched that promo with Hangman and him, and I just feel like it could have been hashed out behind closed doors. This whole thing could have oh, yeah. been fine. And well, you're right. Between Hangman and then for some reason Tony Khan employing Cole Cabana, yep. okay, that I think those two things snowballed in his mind. Yep, that stuff again. Cole Cabana did nothing wrong in no, AEW. <laughs> he... Whatever happened before that with his podcast, and I listened to that podcast mm-hmm. when Punk came on there, and Punk went viral and made probably Cole Cabana a lot of money. But in AEW, Cole Cabana did nothing wrong. Mm-mm. No. So just because whatever, Punk obviously is pissed off that it cost him money. Um, and Cole Cabana shared a locker room with him, and obviously they ruined a friendship. You know that started it. Hangman Page, Hangman Page going into business for himself. I don't know. I kind of enjoyed it, guys. I thought it was yeah. good. Yeah. Okay. I thought it was really good. I thought it was personable. I love that. You know, mm-hmm. I've always since you've started, since you've invited me to this podcast. I've always been a personal guy like Paul Heyman style back when he would get personal in ECW. So to me, it was personable. Yeah. I loved it. Whether he, yeah, whatever. And and I mean, let's, let's not forget hangman was the one of the group of five that didn't get offered an EVP position. Cody got one. The bucks got one. Kenny who hadn't even signed had EVP position as soon as his contract was up. Hangman yeah. didn't get that. So Hangman was a little upset about that anyway. Well, yeah, even he, though he doesn't say it. He put a chip on his shoulder. He had yeah. something to prove. He had something to prove. Exactly. He's young. Okay. So again, I of, what he did. No. So, and you know, I've been and this is the last thing I'll say to, uh, about it as of for now i'm sure it'll come we'll up at some other point but we'll talk about it next i've next been show. Mad, mad at people before but i don't think i've ever called somebody empty-headed dumb i'll keep it clean so we don't have to put explicit on it dumb f <laughs> i mean when he said i'm like holy cow like that's that's really going after somebody and we've heard nothing from hangman i know he's on the shelf right now with an injury but we've heard nothing from him and he could have easily came out and rebuttaled but Nothing. He took the the high road and said, yep. "Look, it's over. Deal with it." Hey, Kenny tried today in the SI co- article, but yep. then his actions tonight kind of yeah, he's trolling the internet. So it's Kenny Omega. It's what do you Kenneth expect? Kenneth Omega. So we then got Renee again going back to the show. 
Now, now we're back. We oh, then got oh, okay. Renee again on TV tonight uh, saying she has a massive announcement. Uh, since the window for Thunder Rose's return is uncertain, the company has asked her to relinquish the title, and Rose agreed to do so. She then announces the new AW Women's Champion, Jamie Hayter. Hayter comes out to a big pop along with Britt Baker and Rebel. Uh, Renee congratulates her, asks her how she feels. She goes to speak, but Britt cuts her off, grabs the mic, says Hayter is the undisputed AW Women's Champion. Baker and Hayter then, Hayter then head to the ring. I'm like, there we go, planting seeds already for that uh, that turn that's going to happen. Yeah, but it's going to be slow. It is. Yeah. It's build it slow. Build it slow. That's 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 your revolution women's match right there. Come yeah. March. Where? Is that March? Early March. Yes. Early March. Early March. Yeah. Um, we then got a uh, three-way women's tag match: Tay Mello and Anna J. A. S. Uh, Sky Blue and Willow Nightingale, and then Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter. Um, no doubt who was going to win this match. They weren't going to have the one of the strongest females in the company and the new women's champion lose this match. Jamie and Britt pick up the win as uh, Britt uh, got a curb stop on um, Sky Blue after uh, Jamie Hayter delivered the hate, hate, hate breaker. So, about to say hater breaker, hate breaker. Um, and then commentary after the match announced that Tony Storm's time as the interim champion is officially going to be recognized as a normal championship ring. So, thank you. Yep. Stop well, with the interim crap. I'm let's go. Let's go old school. If you can't defend it yep. within 30 days, you're stripped. It's vacated. Yep. If you're doing an interim, just just make them the actual champion. Right. Then allow when the champion who lost the title due to having to vacate it is able to come back. Make them the number one contender, right? That I'm 100%, okay with. Hundred percent. That's what I miss nowadays about wrestling. I was thinking about this the other day, like in the Attitude Era, and even some WCW, but more WWF back in the '90s. On pay per views, not only did they have title matches, they always had number one contenders matches. Coming out yes. of that pay per view, you knew who was number one contender going against Stone Cold or The Rock in the next storyline. That's something we were missing nowadays in wrestling. Mm -hmm. so. Storytelling in general is missing yep. a lot yep. from wrestling, modern yep. wrestling. Yep. Thank you, Paul. Not mm -hmm. even just big companies, but even yep. as low as some of the indie circuits. I'll give I'll give the indie guys a little bit of a break because they don't have television. Okay. They, well, yeah, they, but they have they have their internet pay per view, and that's all they have. Okay. Not all of them. Well, not all of them, but I'm just saying, like, you know, like, I love GCW, but they just, they'll, they'll have it's a full review this weekend, and they'll have 12 matches, and 10 of them have no background. Yeah. So if you, if you have the chance to have television or even YouTube streaming, you need to, you need to mesh them a little bit, I don't know, better together. Yep. And, and, the more the more I've been involved with you guys and doing the uh, the KOP predictions, the more I have realized. I mean, we go down to the final week and we have like, you know, we're gonna have ten to twelve matches on a pay per view. We'll go into the final Wednesday and have four, mm -hmm. and then yeah. we'll get. You know, it's like, come on, boys. Well, it's even next week. Like for Indy, and I understand them wanting you to pay attention to Rampage with the special start start time. We have one match announced for next week. Yeah, and I don't know yes. if you guys have seen Twitter um, since we've started. Um, looks like FTR and Top Flight. There was 
an injury. So, oh, and it was it wasn't it wasn't FTR it was Dante Martin. Um, oh, wasn't Darius though? No, oh, God, I thought you were going to say Darius is. No. Which which I made a mistake last week. I need to own up to. It. I called Darius Dante twice last yeah. week. Yeah. So you you did, but I. And I called Dante AR was Fox, injured. And I called AR Fox RA last week. I, I was out of it last oh, week. Oh, I didn't I catch RA actually, last yeah. week. Yeah, I yeah. sucked last week. So. Uh, but uh, I, again, Dante was injured a couple times too. So it God, seems. God, they cannot stay healthy. Yeah. No. And it, and it from, from there was a, there was a lady front row uh, tonight. And it looks, I mean, both FTR is in the ring. Um, Dante's laying down. Not good. Medical staff, and it looked—I uh, can't tell if that's some type of stretcher or whatever, but oh, God. yeah, doesn't doesn't look good. Well, that was going to be the next segment. I was going to talk about um, Top Flight challenged FTR to the ROH Tag Team Titles on Friday's Rampage, which I was disappointed because I was starting to pop. I'm like, we're going to get this match next week in Indy. Like, this is going to be awesome. And then they're like Fridays. Like, oh man, but so let me ask you a question. How do you have arguably the best tag team in the world? You don't put them all on a pay-per-view, and you don't put them on your weekly television show. You put them on a Friday, which the show's going to air at 4 o'clock, and I'm guessing because of the World Cup, Tanner. And that, is that why? Um, that's a good question. Yeah, something's on TBS, yeah, and, and maybe maybe it's NBA. It's Thanksgiving weekend, but I'm guessing it was. I thought it was the World Cup. And first, first off, of mine, it's going to be four o'clock in the afternoon. On yeah. Friday. Okay, so you know it's going to be pre-taped. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I know. It's. I'm really afraid. I don't think they want to. But as time passes, I'm afraid they're going to go back to WWE. Well, well, I don't think they want to. But no, they don't want to. They they love the freedom they have. I know. But but you literally hold every belt in the world except WWE. Okay, can't they can't go get that one? But they wow percent can go get the AEW belt. Mm-hmm. And I still think they will. I still think they will eventually in twenty twenty three. But I just don't know how we get there. But but is New Japan ROH doesn't count because it's Tony. Does New Japan and AAA play along with it this long to let them hold all four major belts? Well, we'll see at Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. The maybe the second reason. Well, the first reason I was gonna buy Wrestle Kingdom was because of them. The second reason is because of uh, Osprey oh my god yeah, yeah. And, and I loved Kenny's video him sitting on the throne that's old school cleaner right there love that so um I think the I think the Bucks will be at Wrestle Kingdom too um I think just, I think you know else I think the um oh good lord uh, the Briscoes will be there too I don't mind yeah. right, right now it, I, I did. Tony Khan did say he tried to make that Briscoe's FTR match happen on AEW television, and he just he couldn't do it. He tried to make it happen, so that's why they did it at ROH. So that tells me well, they you do get a TV contract uh, with uh, Warner 
or discovery. I don't know what's gonna happen with the Briscoes. Well, you're gonna you're gonna have to have a final battle. I mean, they're yeah, they're, yeah. they're getting paid. That's the thing. They're getting paid. Right, right, right. Well, they cut a good promo for this weekend's match against the. Uh, oh my God! Why am I? Why am I blanking? Uh, Ricky Morton and um, help me out here. Old school. Ricky Morton and oh, Rock and Roll Express. Rock, yeah. yeah. I was. You off. said Ricky Morton, and I went over. Oh, uh, yeah, they're they're facing them this weekend at uh, WrestleCade. So Gibson. Yep. So, uh, speak, speaking of tag teams, the acclaimed were uh, with Billy Gunn. Um, they were uh, Max Captor did did a rap, took shots at the roster for what went down full gear, including Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal's lost uh, Darby and Sting. That was good. Yeah, it was. Bowen says good, good to be back in Chicago, and there's a lot to be thankful for. He says they prove that everyone loves the acclaim after retaining their tag titles. Billy unwraps his hands. Bowen calls for him to do the scissor, but Sanjay Dutt, Jay Lethal, and um, Satnam Singh appear, and so does Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett gets a TNA sucks chant from the crowd. Uh, Jarrett says if they want to talk smack, then he'll give them something to talk about. Gunn then grabs a mic and says no one wants to see that old man on the screen. Says there's a moment this is the moment everyone's waiting for then the trio scissors. So, you know, I see Jeff Jarrett catching a lot of flack on Twitter. I like the guy. I think he's a great heel, but here's what I don't like. I don't like the thought of him and Jay lethal getting a tag team title shot before FTR. I'm going to disagree with you here. You know me, I'm a FTR Homer. Yes, you are. Um, I think you have to have a filler right now going into winners is coming um, with them. You've you got to have a, a tag title match, but you, I, I think you wait, you have this match that claim FTR. I think you build it up to something bigger. Jeff Jarrett just keeps getting himself in big matches, doesn't he? You know what? And Jeff Jarrett can still work. He can. He can. He's 55, 56, whatever he is. He can still work. And even better, he can still talk. Yeah. I mean, taking taking before he got here into AEW, and I, I think this is what got him into AEW. He's what, 55, yep. 55, okay. Uh, what got him into AEW and realized that Tony Khan could make some money off of him was his um, mini-series leading up to Ric Flair's last match. Yes. He was amazing in that. Yep. Take take the wrestling match out because the wrestling match was well, it is what it is. Whatever. It was shit, but whatever. But but the the lead up to it, the the YouTube videos. That was great. Dude, yeah. He was awesome. Yeah. And and he's had a kind of a re uh a rebirth. Resurgence. Yeah. Resurgence, rebirth. You know, he had some issues. We all remember when he debuted for AAA and he was drunk throwing tortilla shells at the fan. Yeah. yeah. Probably a low point in his life. Yeah. And then he got his stuff together and yep. and yep. he's just gotten better. So he's, yep. He's got sober and really I think what helped him out a bunch was doing his My World podcast with Conrad because a lot of people went, I can't stand this guy to that's actually my favorite wrestling podcast now. Because yeah. he tells really good stories. It's good. It's really good. So, and, and I thought Sting brought it once again. That guy at 63 years old, unbelievable. I loved him jumping on satin up in those guys. I'm like, 
I'm here for Sting going high spots, man. My heart can't take it. <laughs> I don't care anymore. I'm just enjoying every second of Paul, it. Paul, you're like you're like 26, Paul. You, you things like 35. It's things like 79. Hey, 63. But get up there. He might wrestle till he's 79. I mean, you know, it's Sting. Yeah, it is Sting. But he and Darby are wrestling with Great Muda. Muda's <laughs> last match it was just announced today. That Darby's in on that match. Yes, awesome. I saw that. Awesome. awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. We then got the main event tonight, which I was surprised this was the main event. Going into the night, I thought the trios would be, but it was the ROH Championship. Chris Jericho defending against Tomohiro Ishii. Um, holy crap, this was a hard-hitting match. <laughs> you think? I I don't think I've ever seen somebody's chest get literally busted open like Chris Jericho's tonight. No. Was, I get it, but I think he... He nicked you think, him. You think he bladed? He nicked himself a little bit. Man, I, so, his chest was so red, though. Here's the reason why. If you look, uh, when he won, um, and they raised his hand, they kind of zoomed in a little bit, and there was about that little a bit. quarter inch where the blood was coming out, and then the blood sp- spread. Which, hey, I get it. It, it, it worked. We all loved it. It, it just put Ishii um, over – like, you know, the, the strong style guy he is. Um, and, and I did a little research on this guy. And uh, up until, what, 10 years ago, he was just kind of a mid-carter. And then he got a cult following. And so they put the Never Openweight Championship on him. And then he's defended it. I think he's six-time champion. So I got to look and, like, this guy basically went in as an undersized guy and and won the crowd over. Who 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 am I who am I relating to in America? Daniel Bryan. Thank you. Or Brian Danielson, I should say no. Sorry. Yeah. You're no, right. At the time it was Daniel Bryan when he did it. Exactly. So this is the freaking Daniel Bryanson from Japan, basically, is what Ishii is. Now he's 46 years old, but I mean he's had a six six time uh, open weight championship, never, never open weight championship. Um, ROH television championship. He's had the New Japan uh, trios championship uh, as well. Uh, but yeah, so this is basically the Daniel Bryanson of Japan. Um, and yeah, he's awesome. Am yeah, I- it, it was a fun match. It was hard hitting. I mean, even with the way Jericho won with that, with that lion saber, he, he, he wrenched back on that thing, and Ishii was flipping him off and, and tapping out with his yeah. middle finger. That was pretty good. Yeah, it was great. That was pretty good. So, um, yeah, it's uh, after the match, Jericho looks like he's going to go at, at Ian Riccoboni, but then Claudio comes out of nowhere and uh, smacks Jericho with a vicious right hand. So it looks like probably setting up Claudio and Jericho for final battle. Any thoughts, Paul? I'm for it. Paul. <laughs> uh, I'm for it. I'm for it. Sorry, my computer froze temporarily there for for a minute, so it, it took me a minute to get back. Um, I'm all for Claudio and Jericho one on one for the belt at final a rematch. Battle. Rematch from yeah. Grand Slam. And I um, think with it being ROH, Claudio goes over. It might be time. Well, that. And- I don't Jer- know. Though. I'm, Jer- I'm enjoying Jer- this. More touring coming up with Posse. 
I would oh, look at that with Jericho's uh, wrestling schedule. Like, if he, I mean, his Fozzie schedule when he he announces these shows and it's smaller venues, they tend to sell out pretty f- quickly. Mm-hmm. So you you look at like all the commitment he's got there. He's due for a break. I will say though, this guy's been a workhorse for AW since the start, and and this run he's on right now with RH Championship, I'm really enjoying. And as of right now. And we're almost at the end of 2022. He's my wrestler of the year. Jericho is? Yes, he is. I think his in-ring work this year has been as good as it ever has been in his career at the age of 52. That's just me, though. I think he's he's brought and, and, this Hey, the only reason you're saying this is because at the end of September, from October 1st to now, we haven't seen one guy. And we haven't seen Dax. Yeah. Yes, I that's know. the rest of the year still. I, I mean, no, he, he was right up there. And I mean, I, I would pick, he, take Jericho over Mox, and that's for AW. For, you know, he also got Roman Reigns. And, and really, Will Ospreay might take the cake if we're doing the world worldwide. Right, uh, but if you just look at AEW, and you and you and, and I must sound like a Homer fan, you can't blame Dax right now. No, no, because, no. Because up until October 1st, yeah, he was we right all, there. We, we all sat here and talked about just like he was right there. Let's all shoot tequila because of that. Yep. But I don't know what happened. I don't know if, if there's backstage politics or Tony just says, "Hey, let's take a break from you guys," which I can't. I can't wrap my mind around. But it really cooled him off. Whatever it happened, did. it did. But uh, did you guys see, speaking of Jericho, the three trademarks he filed for this week? He always filing trademarks. Well, uh, yeah, he yeah, of course he is. filed for Seltzer Man, which <laughs> could could that be a dig at CM Punk? No, uh, no, no, no. Oh. It's also the, this day in Christory and Christory. Well, I got an email uh, today, I think it was. Uh, where starting December 1st, Web is Jericho will be back. You'll get uh, weekly or monthly newsletters from Jericho's website. Mm. Apparently, at one point, I signed up for it, and I got an email today because of it. Maybe that's I don't remember that, signing maybe, up for maybe it. Maybe that's so. where that Chris story thing's going to go into. I, I think that's what it's going to be. Hey, but, I still drink the bubbly seltzer, okay? Yep. A little bit of the bubbly. Yeah, he's gonna oh, do something bubbly. with seltzer, seltzer man. I, I don't know. He's gonna do something. Hopefully, bubbly comes out with a seltzer, not to mix it in these big heads. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's not a bad time to be Chris Jericho. He's always reinvented himself and still going strong. So, so Tanner, I got a question for you for next week. Yep. This will be our third year going. Yep. To Dynamite in Indy. Yep. Shep's first year. Mm-hmm. Uh, to my knowledge, mm-hmm. are we going to finally get to sing Judas? God, I hope so. That's literally <laughs> been the only stop that they've ever interrupted the song, and that yes. was that stupid Lambert. I don't even remember the America Top Team interrupted him yeah. last year, and beat him up on the ramp, and then threw him through a table. Just started. Yep. The, it was to the point where the fans just start singing, and then Jericho gets attacked. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" That's literally the only place I can remember him not letting the fans sing the song. So. Yeah, I think we even text each other during the event. We didn't get yep. to sing Judas. Yep. Yeah, I was ready. So. Yeah. So looking looking forward to next week's show. Hmm? You guys know the words. Yep. Yes. 
I'm a Fozzie fan. I, I wouldn't call myself a Fozzie fan, but I know my words the words of that one. Oh, I'm a Fozzie fan. I'm a Fozzie right. fan. I have all their albums. Thank you. Oh, Thank wow. You. Sounds like a uh, you need to get one on vinyl and play it on the, the vinyl vinyl record yeah. of the day. Trust me. It, it's in the works. Okay. All right. It's in the works. Well, I am curious to hear your guys' rating for tonight's show. Shep, you go first. All right. Um, six, seven. All right. I'm going a little higher than I was last week. I'm going 7-3. Seven, 7-3. Three. Seven, three. All right. Uh, I'll meet you guys in the middle-ish. 6-9. All right. <laughs> yeah, you know. It was uh, it was there for the taking. So. I'm the one who's supposed to be in the middle. Tanner, you were supposed to go above me. Wow. You were you were, you were on the low, low, low total pole last week. <laughs> yeah. You're never. Uh, I thought it was a fast-paced moving show tonight. Um but nothing yep. really. I mean, I was struggling coming up with the title for tonight's show, and usually, I got one thing that I can take right away. And having a title for tonight's podcast, I was struggling. So, that that's never a good takeaway for me. Yeah, yeah. All right, so we're gonna do uh, this their thing called uh, Wrestler of the Night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'm I'm gonna go first. No. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, I'm going to go first. I'm actually calling it this time. Yeah, you got third predictions. You might as well go first. Exactly. Let the loser do something first. Jeez. You let me have the highest rating, so let me go first. (laughs) Uh, And and I'm going to use my executive power, and I'm going to actually have two wrestlers tonight. And it's not a tag team. I kind of hinted at this uh, during the show tonight once I knew everybody was far enough ahead. Uh, my first one actually comes from a gentleman I actually know. Uh, I got to share their locker room with him Saturday. Uh, Buddy Matthews kicked his head off and then threw him off of the stage. There was a gentleman who came out uh, in green tights with purple on them. His name is the human highlight, Isaiah Moore. He was at FWF this Saturday. He had another show on Sunday and then shows up on Dynamite. This is his third AEW event that he's done so far in the last year and a half. Um, Look forward to seeing him continue to do great things, whether he ends up with AEW or WWE or Did did you know he was going to be there? I did not. I did not. Uh, I actually asked him if we were going to see him anything AEW again here soon, and he wouldn't answer the question. He said, I mean, he did, but it was kind of just a, you know, if it happens, it happens. Cool. I'm sure he knew he was on his way there when I asked him Saturday. So uh, my son's a big fan of his since he was part of a tag team called the Thieves of Greatness. So to see him on TV was pretty cool. And and then my main pick would be Jericho. Um, hard fought battle. Whether it was, I didn't catch the blade incident, but that would explain why there was a random spot of blood on his head as well. Uh, but whether it was blading or whether it was taken it the hard way, his chest was purple. So taking all those shots, still coming out victorious, I'll give it to him. Shep? Uh, Starks. Ricky Starks tonight. God, you guys suck. Both of my picks. <laughs> Hey, I was with Starks until the Jericho match, and then I was like, man, I, I mean, 
and having busted open during the commercial kind of leads to what Shep was saying, but still, it takes yeah. a lot to do. Yeah, the, the whole Ricky Starks thing. I love that he's you know they come out all wrapped up and he just sells it. He sells it the whole darn match, but he still gets it done. Um, he's making me a fan. I think if we go back seven months ago, I don't know how long I started doing the podcast with y'all when I filled in. It could have been six, seven months ago. I don't know how long. It's probably about that, yeah. I was not a Ricky Starks fan. I thought he was awful. Um, But tonight, going through what he went through, you know, uh, over the weekend, coming out wrapped up. I loved it. He's selling it. Man, yeah. Hell of an athlete. Uh, yeah, Ricky Starks, my wrestler of the night. Yeah, he's got a lot of charisma. Yeah. So, so we get left here. The, the, the little feud with him and MGF is going to be fun, by the way. Um, yeah. A lot of good mic work. Mike. I don't, obviously, we know MGF is going to go over. But, but it's going to elevate Ricky, hopefully. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. And, and to your to your point there, Shep, uh, Team Taz Ricky Starks was awful. Getting away from Team Taz was the best thing they did with Ricky. That's a good point. Good point. Good point. Um, Yeah, I could go Jamie Hayter tonight. Tonight was a big night for her being officially the women's champion and then her team getting a win. I could actually go the elite with, you know, even though they got the loss, hostile territory, playing into the CM Punk thing. Could go pockets. Um, but I'm actually going to break the rules. I'm going with the team because I can do what I want because I'm a prediction t- champ and I can do what I want. Ooh. Um, House of Black, returning tonight, making All a right. statement. Making a statement. Right. Um, I didn't see that coming tonight. I didn't know when they would show up. Didn't think it would be that that segment, but really enjoyed it. I like the dominance they showed. Hopefully that continues going forward. So. But but I thought Black was going back to WWE. Why did he show up tonight? I truly do think he and Buddy wanted out of their contracts. Tony wasn't going to let them, but they've made an agreement to repackage some stuff. So Yeah. I mean, they had, what, four or five years left. So, But Buddy's uh, jealous that Dominic's, you know, flirting with his girl over there in WWE, if you want to call it that. So. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good for Dominic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'll keep it PG. I could really say some things right now, but look, look the the storyline just reminds me of the Eddie Ray Dominic, who's your daddy. It's supposed to, and uh, I know, but yeah. I mean, do we eventually get a? Uh, I don't know. Uh, what? Uh, Ray Mysterio and and her match. I. I I don't know. I, you know, I've tried to give Raw a few more chances, and I, I still can't do it. See, see, here's the thing, Chef. Better than it was, but wait, wait. I got, I got moose meetings on Monday nights. It just kind of plays in the middle of it. I can't, I can't. Yeah. I, I can't change my meeting. Sorry, Chef. I tried. Um, oh, <laughs> different moose. Um, here's the thing. Well played. Look how she's built. She reminds me of China. And H was build wise. Okay. Okay. She she has more personality than China. Absolutely. H was the one who pushed to have her have China get involved with the male wrestlers. H is running the show, so we could see her and Ray 
for custody of Dominic. I mean, I, I think I think Rhea is awesome. I think she's athletic yeah. enough. She is. She's a she's a she's a bigger lady. Um, she's fantastic. I I guess I remember during the pandemic era, during WrestleMania. Excuse me. She put over Charlotte. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I thought it was awful. Like I did too. I I, I enjoyed Charlotte. Don't get me wrong. I enjoyed her a bunch, but like at that time, that was before Rio was all blacked out. I think she was blue and white back then on her on her on her gear and stuff like that. Now she's all blacked out and uh yeah, I mean no she you can give her a push um like you did China. But you gotta remember China won the Intercontinental Championship with Jeff Jarrett and some gimmick stuff, right? It's when uh, Jeff yeah. held uh, Vince hostage pretty much for more money. Yeah, but but wasn't wasn't the match gimmicky? If I remember, well, I think she hit him with a guitar. Yeah, I thought there were. I don't, I don't know. know. There was pipes, like, I don't know. Anyways, um, yeah. You, you're thinking the X Pac China video. You're getting confused there, Shep. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Jeez, that was that was that was that was that was a lot, Paul. That was a lot. Wow. Um. Wow, well, we just really got off topic. Yeah, this is <laughs> out of control here. Yeah. Um, Thanksgiving Eve. Back, back to Rhea, though. I I think she could be a superstar. Um, could could she hold a, a men's belt? Yeah, maybe. I think she could. Um, I don't know if you guys uh, noticed last uh, about two weeks ago. Remember a guy named Scotty Too Hotty? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and he got uh, he got blasted on Twitter about saying, "Hey, look, guys, I'm not going to do an intergender match. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a 20 year old daughter, so I don't I don't want to go in a ring and hit a woman, basically." Mm-hmm. And he got shamed. I know. Yeah, he did. He got just absolutely shamed. So that brings up a point. <sighs> I mean, okay, if you remember, let's go back. You remember Impact, mm-hmm. Blanchard, Brian, Brian Cage took bumps for Tessa Blanchard. How do you yeah. guys feel about that? He shouldn't have. Okay, but she ended up winning the world title in Impact. I know. Over <laughs> Sammy Callahan, right? Was yeah. Sammy Callahan? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. I don't have a problem with it. It was done correctly. Right. Right. There's got to be a reason, and it's got to be done correctly. And I think a Ray Ray match would make sense eventually. I think think Rhea Ripley and Ray size wise works. Right. Yes. Rhea Ripley and Roman Reigns does not work. No. Okay. So, her and Lesnar does not work. <laughs> Nobody in Lesnar works. He's a part timer <laughs> jackalope. He, he's a big fan of the Pauls, though. Saw that on Twitter today. Yeah. Uh, Logan and oh. uh, Jake Paul. He is? 
Yeah, yeah, he said he said he was talking to Jake before the Saudi show and asking if he's ready to go. And Jake's like, "Yeah, I'm a little nervous." He goes, "He goes, I'm I'm proud of you guys. I've been watching you guys, following you guys. Uh, really impressed with what you guys are doing." It's like, oh my god, it's pretty amazing to hear out of a listener. Yeah, this is a PG podcast, right? Yes. Okay. Next. <laughs> All right. Uh, any final thoughts for me, buddy, before we wrap this thing up? Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Make sure you eat all the turkey stuffing, green bean casserole, mashed pie. potatoes, mac and cheese. What I'm, what, I'm missing something. Pie. 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 Easy rock. <laughs> Gotta get hey, the pie. Well, well I mean, is all about the pie. Yeah, yeah. We'll hey. we'll see about that. The, the, hey. Shep, we're not going down that. We, I already tried that, and you always yelled at me. Hey, pumpkin pie. Shove that stuff out of there. It's all about sugar cream. Yes, I do not like pumpkin pie either. Pumpkin stock. Mm-hmm. I don't like pumpkin anything. So okay, Paul. Yes. Are you a pumpkin? Um, you gotta take a you gotta take a stand. Pumpkin or sugar cream? Yeah, those are my two choices, huh? I mean, what else are you gonna have on Thanksgiving? Dutch apple pie. Dutch apple pie? That's not Thanksgiving. I don't care. It's good. <laughs> Cheesecake. <laughs> well, first of all, that's a cake, not a pie. It's in a pie crust. You need to follow us here. I'm inter- I'm understanding why you finished third at full gear now. <laughs> oh, thanks. Thanks. No, I was trying to look for something so that I could talk about it here in just a few minutes. And I was distracted by that? spoilers. Yeah. Uh, and I was distracted by spoilers that are all over Twitter because apparently Chicago doesn't know how to keep their mouths shut. Well, yeah, no. I mean. That'll be us next week in Indy. I'm going to be tweeting spoilers out to Meltzer. I'm going to send Meltzer the – you dare me to send Meltzer the batch results next week. He's always looking for a correspondence. I'll do it. I'm going to be focused on the show this year. The last two years, I was all about pictures. This year, I'm going to just enjoy the show. The of the beer vendor? And we're in the 10th row on the – so hard cameras looking this way. We're on the right side. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we'll we'll be behind Justin. Yeah, yeah, we'll be behind like where the ring announcer said tenth row. So, so if anybody goes through the ring announcer table, you might see us on TV for a second. Maybe. maybe. So hopefully the beer. Hopefully the beer's cold. Who who do you guys hope to see next week? I guess before we wrap this up. Well, obviously I know we're going to see MJF. Yeah. The elite. Yep. yep. Uh, we're going to see Death Triangle. We're going to see Jade. We see Jade. I mean, Shep wants to see FTR. We see FTR at some point, right? Well, well, with Dynamite and Rampage, we got a good chance to see it. Quite well, a if you look at the, if you look at the graph, we're going to see Soraya, and we're going to see uh, the claimed, right? So, so if we see the claimed, we're probably going to see Sanjay and Jeff Jarrett and Lethal and, and Satnam. I'll see. I'll see Jarrett and Lethal. Yeah. Screw the other two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oops. And yeah. Paul froze. Yeah. Nope. Um, yeah, I'm back, and then I went again, and then I came right back. I don't know what's going on with my internet tonight. It, it doesn't like me. Um, I don't know. 
I'm good with Soraya. Shep wants to see FTR. Um, I like to see Sting. I want to say. Hey, I want to say. I want to see Sting. Sting yeah. Hold on. Hold on. You say Shep wants to see FTR. I think the last six weeks, any AEW fan wants to see FTR, yeah. right? I, I was talking of the three of us. If we could only each pick one, <laughs> you get FTR hands down. Nobody uh, else. Um, then I want to see. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, I love them. They're a great wrestler. Uh, <laughs> yep. All right. So it'll be fun. Yeah. It'll be fun. It will be fun. Uh, no KOP next Wednesday night or Thursday morning. Nope. So be aware of that. Yep. yep. Now, wait a minute. Hold on. We're not podcasting on the way back. <laughs> Can we do it on our phones on the way back? Good. Yeah, but it'd be later than normal, especially if we stick around for dark. Uh, you mean Rampage? Rampage. Yeah, but whatever they're shooting now. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it was dark the first year we were there. Yeah. Last year was both. I just have a feeling. I, I can picture like Paul driving us home. Like Tanner in the back. We could all do it from a, from a phone. Yep. All right. How did I get volunteered to drive? Stay tuned, oh, everybody. Oh, uh, wait. Yeah, we uh, we know why Chef's not driving home. Yeah, um, da Daddy sodas. <laughs> Daddy sodas. That's what LaGreca calls them. He's going to be celebrating Dax style. Ooh. <laughs> uh, that might be a little bit rough, but... yeah. All right, so so stay tuned for further updates. We may be here next week. We may not. It's not going to be this setup next week. I'll say right, that much. Right. We'll figure something out. Yeah, yeah we'll we'll figure something out to to stay loyal to our KOP fans. All righty, Paul, wrap us and, up. And speaking of staying loyal to our uh, KOP fans. It is the end of the year, so we've got a promo code now. If you want to go buy, I love how I'm covered. That's okay. Mm -hmm. It's definitely <laughs> on purpose. Yeah, I figured. Uh, head on over to uh, our shop by visiting our social media and clicking on kicking-out-podcast, that one, the spring tea one, and uh, you can get yourself... Uh, some cool stuff. We've got hoodies. We've got t-shirts. We've got coffee mugs. We've got a little bit of it all. We've added some new stuff. Tanner's very good at keeping up with uh, adding new things to the store. And with it being the holiday season, you can use promo code HOLIDAYS to earn 25% off of your order at checkout. Stop on by. That's running through the end of 2022. So go get yourself some uh, cool merch and support a good podcast while looking great doing so. Be sure to follow the Kicking Out Podcast on all social media at Kicking Out Pod. Be sure to like and subscribe to our YouTube. Help us grow our YouTube channel. And, of course, listen to the Kicking Out Podcast wherever you happen to listen to your podcast. And if that happens to be Apple Podcast, give us that five-star rating because we are the five-star KOP. And be sure to follow Tanner Lee, our KOP predictions champion, by pure luck. Uh, five bonus points got him that win. At Tanner Lee, 9-2. Brass uh, nuts, baby. Brass nuts. All your fault, Paul. 
<laughs> it is. It really is. Yeah. You know what? There were multiple times brass knucks were used Saturday night. We're not getting into that right now. But uh, follow the rightful, self-proclaimed kicking out podcast champion, Austin Shepard, at the Shep 27. Follow myself, uh, the the guy who doesn't stand a chance at getting back the belt that uh, he he made popular, uh, at Paul Zartman 921. And with that, boys, be sure to join us next time as we kick out yet another podcast. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody.